0: yeah i'm opening let's um close our eyes and bow our heads lord we just thank you for this evening lord thank you for bringing everyone out um this evening lord to be able to um to be in in your word lord and to discuss your word lord um may your spirit fall upon us this evening lord that um and you may be praised this evening This ask pray in jesus name Mm -hmm. amen all right so just gonna do a quick recap of what we did last week and I want you guys to help me out here. So, um, <clears throat> so firstly, we looked at that chart that we have on page nine. So, if you have, do you guys have sheets? You guys, have you guys got the sheets that? For work or not? Yeah um so we started looking at that chart in in page nine with the um soul spirit and body um so we're looking at um the spirit firstly which is the part that connects to god and the part that relates to god and it's also the part that died when we sinned when adam sinned in the garden and the spirit uh needs to be saved to be living and needs to needs that needs to have that assurance and um we also talked about how being saved save the same like there's no different degrees of save it's not a it's not a pyramid scheme it's not a you know food pyramid save the same um and pastor also said that it's about not doing to get saved it's doing because you are saved Now, the next part we looked at is the soul, and that's the part that relates to other people. So it's your your will, it's your emotions. And as you can see there in the diagram, if that S, that self, is in control, you you have these negative effects, like insecurity, inferiority, inadequacy, and stuff like that. Um, And then the body, which is the third part, and that's basically the physical manifestation of the spirit and soul. And... You know if you're if you're feeling bad uh you seek to feel you seek to feel better and all those three parts they're all connected and uh, you can put it like one is all and all is one they're all connected it's it's you can't divide the three and we also uh Pastor also talked about that there needs to be total surrender and trust um if you have that um that the see Christ in the center um Oh, sorry, if, if if you have that total surrender and trust, that seed Christ goes in that center. And we never also have to be in the place where we have to earn God's favor. And uh, pastor said this last week, um, it's, it's really good. If Jesus is truly at the center of your life, what do you really have to worry about? So then we looked at the first five points, Um, then starting from the beginning. So the first point was God's purpose. What is God's purpose? Anybody? What What's God's purpose? Uh, what was it? it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our relationship. Relationship. So God created us as a special being okay. hey, to bring glory to himself and to bring pleasure to man. But ultimately, it's about that relationship. Um, and uh, that point also talked about that we needed that assurance enabled to be free to grow in that relationship with him all right so the second part god's holiness what did Mm -hmm. we say about god's holiness anybody it's not a quiz (laughs) what do we say about god's holiness that it's god is holy and he cannot have anything to do with sin Mm -hmm. that's basically what we said and the spirit, the spirit died in the garden when we sinned. Um, now, the third point is God's love. Um, so, how did God show His love for us? Exactly on the cross, um, God showed His love because He died for us, even when we were at our worst. Um, Romans five eight, it's like in that while we were yet sinners, God loved us. Um, and we talked about that sin was laid on jesus he became sin for us and in him we became righteous and sanctified and so christ's sacrifice takes care of the cleansing of sin but what's the other problem anybody remember uh, what's the other problem yeah dead. yeah so the christ sacrifice takes care of the cleansing of sin but we are still we are still dead all right so point number four is god's gift What is God's gift? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Eternal life, salvation, everlasting life. And point number five, then, how do we receive this gift of eternal life? Mm -hmm. Repentance Mm -hmm. and faith. Yeah. So we're talking about transferring our trust from ourselves to Christ. So that S in the center to becoming the C in the center. Mm -hmm. And it's more than just an intellectual intellectual thing. Mm -hmm. It's about trust. It's about to know and to trust. And um, There was an illustration about that comfy chair. Like, you know that chair will hold you, but you don't trust it till you actually sit in that chair. Um, yes. Right, so before before we move on, Pastor is saying we have that m- memory verse um, that we need to do. So I wanna mix things up this evening. And um, if you're on Zoom, actually, um, you're just gonna have to say it to me on Sunday, and you'll get you'll get a little prize. But I want to play a little little game. So we, we do have all seven tables. Could somebody help me pass out an envelope for each table? Pass one envelope to each table. Don't open them yet. Don't open them yet. And I will I will explain what we're gonna be doing. Alright. So. <laughs> Okay. Everybody listening. So each of you will have received an envelope. Don't open them yet. So in that envelope is our verse, 1 John 5, 13. But I've printed out the words and cut up into the individual words. And you have to put it together. You have to piece it together in order of the verse. So you can do that as a table, right? So you can do that as a table And if you finish that as a table, you can get a little prize. So, but, but the first table, you guys listening, the first table who finishes putting together that verse and each of the person on that table, say that memory verse to that, to that one person gets a bigger prize. Wait. (laughs) Does that, is everybody clear on the rules? Okay. No cheating. Okay. But now, okay, take it I'm taking Okay, everybody ready? And go. Go, go, go. So, if everybody could turn to page six, we left it there. Um, Just at the beginning of point six, assurance of salvation. So, as per our memory verse for this lesson, according to 1st John 5 13, can you know that you have, how can you know that you have eternal life? You believe, exactly. So that's the word there, believe. So there are two people you could doubt concerning this promise God, who made the promise, or yourself, the person who prayed to receive Christ. And look what it says there we should not doubt God because he cannot lie. The only person you could doubt is yourself. So did you really mean it when you prayed? Mm-hmm. See what it says. If you answered yes, then that settles it. You know, God is perfect. God is a perfect God. Mm-hmm. He's He's a pillar that is unmoving and unchanging. We are the ones that will sway and move. So, take this pen, for example. God can I use it? I it for a minute? So, this pen is eternal life. Now, Baron, do you choose to get eternal life? No, it. Oh. Yeah. So let's turn <laughs> it but if i here, give me the time back <laughs> but if i take it back is it really a gift oh, right. no exactly so that's just a little illustration for you um so then uh point number b there who else will give us assurance that we are god's children somebody read romans 8 16 for right. me yeah holy spirit yeah. <laughs> i said read but okay that's great all right there So there will be confirming work work of the Holy Spirit in your life. You will see things differently than before. Emotions are healthy if they are a result of God working in us by his word and his spirit. However, we must always base our salvation on the facts of God's word. Here's a a helpful thing. (laughs) Feelings and reality are two separate entities. So how you feel about something doesn't necessarily mean that's the reality of the situation. So um, so what it's saying that we must always base our salvation on the reality, on the facts of God's word. Um, feelings, sometimes we kind of get this mixed up, feelings are not facts. Um, so let's see what it says there in point C. Facts are what the Bible says about you. Uh, Will the facts of God's word ever change? Somebody read Matthew 5.18. 18 I means? Matthew 5.18. Um, so not in way what is passing will all, will all be fulfilled. So will the facts of God's word ever change? No. no. Um and faith is believing in God's word, word. And feelings feelings do change. Feelings are based on our thinking and circumstances. Um, so what, what you maybe want to do is rather than being reactive in your faith when those feelings do come, when those hard circumstances do come, and they will come, you can be proactive in your faith by meditating God's word and what we're doing, by memorizing um, these truths that um, God gave us. And um, last last week, actually, uh, during our youth meeting, we were um, talking about our identity in Christ, um, who God says I am. And we were um, I gave them little name tags that says, you know, they're either they're loved and rescued, unique, strong, special with a Bible verse on them. And they are they are fundamental truths. What who God says we are, if we are in him and. Um, so, it could be you're guarded by peace, you're surrounded by mercy, you're blessed, you're wonderful, uh, you're chosen, you're light, and you're justified. So, all of those things, that's who you are in Christ. So, no matter what you're feeling, you are those things. Um, that's a segue there. So, let's read on. So, if we put our faith in feelings, which are just determined by circumstances, what will our faith do? Will it waver? Of- it will waver. It'll sway. It'll kind of crumble. But if we put our faith in the facts of God's word, what will our faith be like? Rock solid. Rock solid. So, see what it says there. You need to quote First John five thirteen when doubts arise. Assurance must be based on God's word. Don't trust in your emotions because they'll change because of the circumstances. Um, there's an illustration here about Watchman Nee tells of three men who are walking along on top of a board fence. The first man was named Fact, the second was named Faith, and the third was named Feelings. Fact was leading the way with Faith second and Feelings following Faith. They walked along confidently without wavering as long as Faith kept his eyes on Fact and Feelings or emotions kept his eyes on Faith. However, when facts turned around and looked at faith, faith turned around and looked at feelings, they all began to waver and fell off the wall. So the believer, by an act of the will, must make his feelings onto faith, which in turn must be based on the facts of God's infallible word. When the believer looks at feelings, doubts will arise. And I think that there's a certain truth in that as well, but I think it's when when the when you focus on those feelings, definitely doubts will arise. You know, there's a he- healthy amount of um of um you know look like where you have to look at your own feelings, like we're not robots, and you know, but if you focus on your feelings, then the doubts will arise. All right, moving on to point number seven, then possessing our, our inheritance. So could somebody read Second Peter chapter one, verses three and four for me, please? Second Peter chapter one, three and four. According unto the divine power given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, to the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue, whereby it had given unto us the truth and great and precious promises, that by these we might later <coughs> of the divine nature have escaped the corruption that is in the world to us thank you jim so um filling filling in your sheet there according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and in verse 4 whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises all right let's read on so a last will in testament is used to leave people something when a person dies the bible is made up of the old testament new testament god's word tells us of all the riches bequeathed to us by christ's death they are called precious promises if we know and claim them, we will experience lives of joy and victory. They are not automatically given to us. We must know and claim them. And that's that's basically the bottom line of this Grace Discipleship course, is to be able to claim all the precious promises that God has given, that God has promised. So they have a, a cool illustration here. So you have a rich uncle, somehow a lost long uncle that died, and left you 10 million euros. That would be something to get really excited about, wouldn't it? 10 million euros. Some of you would probably say, "Uh, maybe 100 would be be better. But whether it's 10 or 100, if you just sat and looked at that bank account and never withdrew any of it, you could still die a poor man. Like You'd have to grab it. You'd have to possess it, what is yours, to get anything from it. And as I said, uh, the purpose of this course is to help you claim all those um, promises that God gave us. So what kind of life does Christ want us to experience in John ten ten? Abundance life. Amen. Okay. So we are going to move on to, to our last point there. Um, spiritual chapter number eight. Um it says there, have you received the eternal life that Christ offers us? Right. You write that. Yourself. So they have another illustration here of pardon. I'm just going to read it out for it, for everyone here. So in the year 1829, a man named George Wilson of Philadelphia robbed U.S. Um, males killing another person. He was later arrested and brought to trial. He was found to be guilty and the judge sentenced him to be hanged. Some friends intervened on his behalf and were finally able to obtain a pardon for him from President Andrew Jackson. But when he was informed of this, George Wilson refused to accept the pardon. The sheriff was unwilling to act, for he reasoned how could he hang a pardoned man. An appeal was sent to the president, the perplexed president turned to the Supreme Court to decide the case. Um, so the Chief Justice gave this ruling, a pardon is a piece of paper, the value of which depends upon its acceptance by the person implicated. It is hardly to be supposed that a person under the sentence of death would refuse to accept a pardon, but if it is refused, it is no pardon. George Wilson must be hanged. And George Wilson was, in the end, executed, although his pardon lay on the sheriff's desk. You know, God did that for us mercy a pardon is written in your name like you know you did something wrong everyone was born in sin for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god but mercy this is what god gave you a pardon and it's it's only good good to you if you accept it so when i ask you tonight you just have to answer yourself did you accept that pardon all right let's move on then to point b According to John three eighteen, we are condemned because we have not believed. And some could somebody read for me, please? Second Thessalonians chapter one seven to nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And to you who are troubled, rest for us, but the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from the heavens with his mighty angels, in the flame of fire, taking vengeance on them, that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction at the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Right. So, According to 2 Thessalonians, people are punished because they do not obey the gospel. The gospel. Have you? Um, Don't answer. <laughs> Don't all answer that. No, answer. Oh, <laughs> so, um, see what it says there in that box. If Christians have received Christ through his Holy Spirit, why do they still have problems with sin and with interpersonal relationships? Sin is a trap. Yeah. yeah. Um, or that is it that because that S, that self is still in the center? That's it um so we're actually we're gonna skip over then to the end of page nine because Pastor um has touched on them on the uh, graphics here from last week so we're just going to move on to the bottom of uh, page nine um where it says spirit uh, number one spirit so when s the self is in control of our life instead of c which is christ we cannot function as god designed us um, all five areas of our spiritual lives must be in order for us to enjoy all that God has for us. So, be that spirit on the right, those five things—salvation, assurance, security, acceptance, and total surrender—has to be all in order so that we can enjoy that those those precious promises that God brings. So, we are on our last page now, page ten, where um, we're, we're going to quickly talk about then the um those those five things and then the things of the soul so firstly you have to have salvation so we must know that we have entered into a personal relationship with God through personal faith in Jesus Christ we must become spiritually born again so John 3, 3 says there no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again And we are born again when we receive the Holy Spirit of Christ. Um, See there, John 1, 12. But as many received him to them, gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. So you have to have salvation. Next part then, you have to have assurance. So assurance that um, you have the facts of scripture rather than on your feelings so we talked about that and kind of being proactive in your assurance in your faith rather than being reactive to those feelings and emotions those hard times that will come um and there 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 again is our verse for this lesson first john 5 13. um so we may have questions in our minds you know sometimes we may may not feel safe in our emotions and sometimes you know we'll do it we'll do we'll do our own thing um, but the scripture says that assurance is spiritual, not psychological. And that's just um, for me as well, like kind of reading that. And that's, that's something that is assuring for me. Assurance is spiritual, not psychological. Um, so Romans 8.16 says, The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And that's such a good way of putting it. The third thing you have to have is Security. Um you guys remember the pen, you know eternal life, so we must know that we receive eternal life and that this life is forever. We cannot lose the eternal life or else it, it would not be eternal. So the pen eternal life, if you've you know if you've received it, it's it's forever, it's eternal. um John 3:16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The fourth thing then is acceptance. So we must be assured that we have unconditionally, that we are unconditionally accepted in the beloved. And we were looking at that from um, from a few Wednesdays, uh, pastor, it's that agape love. It's that unconditional love that's given whether or not it's returned. So that's, that's the agape love, unconditional love. Um, and because we are in Christ, God loves us exactly as much as he loves his son. Look at John 17, 23. It's written on the page there. I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Now the last thing for your spirit um, is total surrender. Now that's uh that's a hard one that is a hard one <laughs> total surrender um so um the scripture uses the terms yield and surrender to describe our total dependence on christ um you know that is that is a hard one uh, there's um you know you could imagine it that you're you know you're driving along and you know you're letting jesus like drive your life and, and that is a hard thing to do and i mean you know i like to be a backseat driver when beth is driving so um it's almost it's almost as if you have to not not even be in the back seat you have to be in the boot and lock yourself in the boot <laughs> so um so that, that's like you know an image of total surrender and um, but you know we do have that free will to be able to you know yank the wheel back um and that that that's something that god has given us but The surrender of our will to Christ should result in his becoming the center of of our life. So that C is got to be in the center. Um, And the problem is that we often change our minds and and our will to take back control of our lives. So you're grabbing the steering wheel. Uh, I hope um, whoever's driving the van, like I hope no one just kind of grabs the steering wheel. Well, well, that's it. (laughs) That's it. so, and um, take yeah back and us. So to experience Christ as our very life, we must come to know that God has already changed our identity and given us a new na- nature. So I was um was saying there about our identity in Christ. And if you actually if you want um you want to see more about that about you know like your identity in Christ, come see me because I have some verses there and um, tied to. Tied to the different uh, identity in christ um so moving on then we can't and we cannot make this real in our life by an act of our will alone we must commit our will to the work which god had or has already accomplished on our behalf at the cross of christ i think that sometimes sometimes we forget the work is done the work is already done. we just need to we just need to grab it like like that um 10 million euros in that bank account like until you grab it it's it's kind of useless to you um and before we can will something we must know and have faith in the truth um it says there we will um in assignment three so that's lesson three um that the fallen um adam powered old man was crucified with christ um and christ becoming the center of our lives is depending uh, upon total surrender so you need to have that total surrender but it doesn't always happen at the same time um all right so then moving on to the last bit there about our about the soul so the soul as we mentioned is a personality made up of our mind will and emotions uh, so when that s when that self is in the center we you kind of get like a chain of chain reaction of negative things that happens in your life so they just listed out here um they have listed out a couple so inferiority so you might feel you know a bit small but um compared to other people and that's going to hinder um your relationships like I mean, how you can make relationships um you know or your performance at work or at homes because you, you feel a bit small and you're like comparing yourself to to other people and that's you know in this day and age it's so so easy like the circle of people that you can compare yourself to is so much wider now with you know with the internet and social media like from before maybe it's just you know like the town like you know someone from across the road like you know better has better car than you or something but now it's the whole world that you can um you can compare yourself to that's um you know it's sorry it's, re, it's really like tougher a little bit tougher in a sense um then that'll kind of start off the chain reaction where you feel uh, uh in fear what it, cannot, it can also do is it uh, can make you insecure so we're talking about um the fears and the doubts um about ourselves and you know stuff that can happen in the future that um that kind of leads into the third point there in the inadequacy that, you know, we don't, don't feel adequate to meet the demands on us. Um, But sometimes even by ourselves or from other people um, that we kind of fear the things that are coming that you have no control of. But, um, you know, like pastor said last week, if Jesus is truly at the center of your life, what do you really have to worry about? Our last point there is guilt, uh, guilt in ourselves. So we you know, sometimes we might feel guilty even after we, we've confessed and repented our sins. And this actually leads into um, the second lesson, which Pastor will um, start next week. Um, but the, the verse, the main verse there would be First John 1, 9, where it says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and i'm sure pastor will um you know go more into into more detail about that next week but and looks look what it says there we fear that we have offended god and imagine that god is angry with us this guilt may spring from a feeling that god does not love us and has not totally forgiven and accepted us that's not true at all but the, um conviction over sin is prop, proper for the believer but guilt is not so that is our lesson. first lesson done. Does anybody have any questions or anything, um, any comments or questions? And if you're on Zoom as well, um, if you have any questions or comments, I can read it out for you. In the, I can read it out in the chat here. Anybody? Hmm? Yeah, that's good. That's great. Pastor, if um, he, he flew through it last week, so there's really just that tiny bit left uh, in this lesson. But I hope that you got something out of out of this. Um, I think there's some really good points. There's some really memorable illustrations as well. That you know, for me is it's it's sticky stuff as well. Um, for me. So if um nobody else has any questions or comments, we will we'll close in prayer and then we will take up. Prayer requests, and then um, for people in the Zoom, then we will we will close the Zoom after that. Uh, but if you have any prayer requests, put, put them uh, on the chat. All right, let us uh, let us close in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for this evening. Lord, thank you for the gift of salvation. Lord, and in that, Lord, we pray that we might um, may we may have assurance of that salvation that we don't let our feelings and our emotions sway um sway this um our assurance of salvation lord we just thank you and praise you lord for each that came to your house lord to hear your word tonight lord and for the people that are on zoom lord keep us safe as we um, travel back to our respective homes this evening This ask and pray in jesus name amen all right